Schlob Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to NJSBA's Blog Talk Radio program, Conversations on New Jersey Education, a show dedicated to bring, creating a conversation on education issues and bringing state leaders to you and educational leaders to you. And uh, we hope you feel free to join in on the conversation. My name is Ray Penny. I'll be your host uh, this morning for this edition of Conversations on New Jersey Education. Uh, today, as usual, we'll be taking calls from our on our uh, phone line or also on the chat room. Uh, Christy will be taking the calls this morning. Christy, could you explain the process? I would love to. Welcome, everybody. Now, if you want to call in, just dial 1-347-989-8904. And if you want to make a comment or ask a question, just press 1 on your telephone. That will indicate that you have something to say. I'll get your name and your question or topic, and we will put you on the air. Now, if you're just listening on your computer, we do have a chat room feature that you can log into. We'll be monitoring the chat room, and we'll pass on some of the comments or questions to our speakers. To log on to the chat room, you will need to register with Blog Talk Radio. Thanks, Christy. No matter what your job is uh, nowadays, you're a slave to your computer and the, and, the, and the technology. Even if you're not tech savvy, you realize that when the computers go down, production grinds to a halt. We would pay almost anything at that point to get it back up and running. I also know that most of us are not that savvy in what makes this technology actually work and how it should, could work more efficiently. Even myself, though I have a podcast show and write a blog and have started a web program for NJSBA, I do, do not know how the system actually works all the time, and I lean on our technology and IT department for that. In today's show, we're going to be really taking a different tack. We'll be focusing on how school districts can save money and be more efficient in the areas of their technology so that the district can not, not only save the money but improve the service uh, that they provide to their students and to their community. I'm not a tech geek. Uh, so I brought in a couple of te- – well, I'm not going to call them tech geeks, uh, but uh, they knew more technology than me. I'm like Fred Flintstone, and I brought in some uh, kazoos from uh, – and if you realize that analogy, you're my age. Um, with me is um, Joe Reardon from NJ Edge. Joe, are you here? Yes, I am. Okay, welcome, Joe. Uh, and Victor Valca- Falconeri from Promedia. Good morning. Well, good morning. And you have with you – who else? Uh, Ted Ted Stanziel, sales manager at ProMedia. And Scott Bennett, the inside sales manager at ProMedia, and I also uh, manage the ELA. Okay. Um, and I have Dan Wright with the Millville School District. Dan, welcome. Good morning. All right. B- before we get started, uh, just to explain your, each of your backgrounds, um, Joe, t- tell us a little bit about NJ Edge briefly. Sure. NJ Edge is a nonprofit technology uh, Joe, could I ask you a favor? Could you speak up? Sure. Is this better? Uh, a little bit better, yes. Okay. Let me uh, try to speak very loud. That uh, NJ Edge is a nonprofit technology consortium of academic and research institutions here in New Jersey. Uh, we've been in existence for over a decade. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, higher ed education institutions participating and some K-12 institutions participating, and we, uh, through our recent partnership with NJSBA, are reaching out to more K-12 districts. Okay. Uh, Victor, and um, why don't you explain uh, ProMedia, and if your colleagues want to jump in, they can do that too. Sure. Thanks, Ray. Uh, ProMedia is a New Jersey um, advanced technology integrator. We service the the entire state 
um, you know, from north central to south on all technology initiatives for K through 12 school districts and higher education institutions throughout the state. Um, I'll hand it over to Ted to, you know, expand a little further. Sure. So uh, uh, again, we've, you know, going back to Victor, we, we, we primarily handle K to 20 education in the state of New Jersey, uh, and we've been working uh, very closely with NJ Edge and NJ SBA uh, on this VMware Enterprise License Agreement, and, and really helping push. Uh, these green IT initiatives uh, throughout the state of New Jersey with our customers. Uh, Dan, uh, could you tell us your position with the uh, Millville School District? And actually, give us the size of this Millville School District, how many students, how many buildings? Sure. Um, I'm the Chief Technology Officer here at the Millville School District. Um, we have about 6,200 students, uh, 1,200 staff members um, functioning in 10 school buildings. We also provide shared services through an interlocal agreement to the city of Millville. Oh, okay. Um, all right. I was in a meeting, uh, and I saw uh, uh, many of you there, and um, you talked about virtualization. Uh, Victor, could you explain what virtualization is and how it kind of can help districts, school districts? Yeah, I'm going to defer this one to Ted. I'll expand a little further on some of the uh, more granular points. Sure. Okay. So, so not really to get too technical, uh, and, 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 and we'll, we'll go with one of VMware's core products being uh, server virtualization. Um, you know, the old methodology, the old way of thinking was, you know, you have uh, an application, uh, you need a server. So you, you have um, email, you buy a server. Uh, a web server, you buy a server. Uh, you know, file, print sharing, you buy a server. And, and so on and so on. Uh, uh, an ERP application, a student management system, you buy single you know, servers, individual servers to handle that. Well, at the end of the day, you're only utilizing about 10% of that server's uh, capacity. So there's about a 90% waste um, with that. Uh, VMware created um, the software to essentially uh, decouple the, the operating system from the actual physical hardware. So what does that mean at the end of the day? That means that you can put multiple servers on one physical machine. So going back, you know, years back, you, 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 you had 30 servers inside your, 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 your school district. Uh, today you can take that same 30 servers and consolidate it down to, to three. Um, so therefore saving you on things like real estate, uh, power, heating and cooling, uh, administration, uh, the capital expenditure of actually buying all those servers. Um, so, so there's almost an, you know, an, an immediate ROI when it comes to things like server virtualization. And the, the real benefit there, right, is mm -hmm. um, the, the school districts would be getting more out of the existing resources they have within their district, be able to maximize the utilization of their existing servers in their environment and save money in doing so. Now, if I'm a, a teacher or an administrator, I, would I notice any difference in my service from my PC that I'm working with, you know, for my emails or my lesson plans or anything else? So, so one of the, you know, uh, uh, would the teacher experience it? I, I could say, you know, that's a yes and no, but more from an administration aspect, since you're since you're decoupling 
that 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 virtual server from the actual hardware. Um, things tend to run a lot better. Um, Dan, I don't know if you can cue in on this. Um, things like Exchange. So since it's pulled away from the the actual hardware, you know, blue screens and stuff like that tend to things tend to run a lot better in a virtual environment than they do in the in the original physical environment. Dan, could you, uh, could you tell us a little bit? Yes, yeah, yeah, I would agree that um in essence outside of the possibility that you're actually improving services as was just mentioned by maybe uh reducing the amount of blue screens and and things that would happen uh with uh, when you in a one-to-one -one relationship between a particular application and a physical box um it should be transparent to the end user. Um if you're if you have a particular email application that's currently running on a physical server and you're receiving your email and the IT moves to the virtual environment, the end user would still get their email the same way, their application would still run the same way and essentially it should be transparent. All right. Um Dan, while I'm talking to you, uh what made Millville decide to go into this direction? Um, one of the driving factors, I mean, cost obviously is always a driving factor in the, uh, the ability to save money, but even maybe more so with us uh, was the fact that a virtual environment is much easier to manage, um, and when you're dealing with uh, finite resources, um, a limited number of IT staff is much easier to manage a virtual environment than an equivalent number of servers that were all physical boxes. The uh, the ability to also recover from failures and um, to have uh, virtual redundancy, how we are are now with um, not to get too technical. There's a product called Site Recovery Manager (SRM) that allows us to fail over between two locations almost instantaneously. Things like that really attracted us to um, virtualization and to into VMware particularly. So. For the school district, I guess because there's less servers, there's less uh, less servers to go down, I guess, and less uh, problems. Or for uh, for you, um, yeah, less moving parts. Less yeah, moving less parts. moving parts. That's, that's right, and, and and the way the technology works, um, you're using shared resources. So in our case, we've gone from. Um, you know, approximately 60 physical servers down to three physical servers. And if any one of those three physical servers were to fail, the other two pick up the workload until you can uh, replace or repair the one piece of hardware. So um, now if you do have a hardware failure, you should survive that failure and continue to operate. As, as to in the past, if you have a hardware failure, whatever application is attached to that hardware uh, is now down. Oh, okay. Uh Joe, uh what's um uh NJ Edge's role in this? Sure. So NJ Edge as this technology consortium has a uh, infrastructure in place uh where we are able to uh get the all the demand from our members and leverage that to purchase VMware licenses at a great discount. Uh this uh ELA, the enterprise license agreement was established uh, January of 2011, and it's a three-year term under which we had to make an initial commitment of about $1.5 million to purchase that amount of licenses from VMware on behalf of our members. And I'm, I'm happy to say that we uh, blew through that $1.5 million within the first uh, six months of the program, and now we're able to continue to purchase 
additional license at that great discount and pass along the savings to the members. It's about a 30% discount off of the academic list price, which is already greatly, the academic list price is already much less than the commercial list price. So uh, we found that many of the members who are thinking about virtualizing servers but saw, you know, the expense to, to buy the virtualization software, when we were able to get that price down significantly here, they were able to consider more projects and, and move more rapidly into it. And besides uh, the virtualization, uh, is there another benefit for joining? I mean, besides that discount, do you have other services? Oh, yes. Actually, NJ Edge has a fiber optic network that uh, connects, uh, has a, is a backbone throughout the state where many of the higher eds uh, and, and some of the school districts connect through this background to each other and to the Internet. So uh, this allows us to purchase, for example, uh, Internet uh, bandwidth at a great discount. And we have many other opportunities within the consortium for professional development. For example, next week uh, we're bringing on site at one of the colleges a VMware uh, vSphere course. That, and because we're you know, buying this in bulk, we can get, pass along a savings there to the members. Uh, Victor um, or, or Ted, um, you mentioned green IT, uh, and we haven't really touched on that. How is this? more green and what's the benefit to the school district on that so you know the main benefit here you know in a green IT perspective is that these server environments that exist within the school districts um, they, they take up a lot of electricity they use a lot of energy um, to uh, they give off a lot of heat and to to combat the heat and everything you have to uh, install cooling systems so there, there's a factor when you consolidate that type of environment to a smaller amount of uh, hardware where it's not giving us off as much heat, mm -hmm. not requiring as much power. You're saving a lot of electricity and energy, and you don't have to, you know, do do as much cooling. There, you know, there was a study done um, in the United States that data centers con consumed 4.5 billion dollars worth of electricity in 2006. You know, this is, you know, about six years ago this study was done, and uh, environments are starting to be more and more virtualized, um, you know, as, as time goes on. But, you know, VMware has put a figure together that the cost savings of virtualizing your environment can be approximately, you know, 500 to $600 per server per year. So, you know, as far as the, the savings that you could receive from uh, the um, energy uh, requirements, the cooling requirements—they're—they're they're, um, pricing it around uh, a savings of three thousand dollars annually. Annually, when you think of the administration, the power, the cooling, and everything per server. Wow. And Ted um, could probably expand a little yeah. further on that. Yeah, yeah just a, a you know a quick case study. That, you know, the city of New York, one of their initiatives uh, a few years back, um, um, Mayor Bloomberg had put in is they they wanted to re reduce the uh, carbon footprint of New York City. Um, by about 20 percent. Uh, in in that time, um, New York City went through a, a massive uh, data center uh, consolidation. You know, they were you know you're talking about thousands of servers, um, and and essentially they've they reduced the amount of data centers they had down to about five. Uh, essentially, without really knowing it, they actually reduced their carbon footprint by 20 percent just from virtualizing their server infrastructure. Wow. Uh, Dan, 
when you did it, how much did you save? Do you know how much money the district saved? Or yeah, yeah. Um, conservatively, you know, we're 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 saving probably you know twelve to fifteen thousand dollars a year in power. And then when you add in, and that's just direct power to run this, the servers that we were running versus what we're running now. And then when you add in the reduced heat load on our cooling system uh, and, and how that is saving dollars on the amount of energy being you know, consumed by the cooling system, then you're up to the numbers that they were talking about, um, you know, like $500 a year per server is, is very realistic. Um, and then on top of that, even when you factor in the cost of the servers that are, you know, you have to have servers that are a little more, um, um, a little more robust or to to run multiple uh, virtual servers than just a basic single server to run one application. But even when you figure in the additional cost to have a more robust server and some shared storage, we're still saving probably twenty-seven thousand dollars a year in hardware cost when you look at you know life cycles of three to five years for a particular server, and then you multiply that by the number of servers that you were using and the average cost. So uh, conservatively, we're saving $40,000 a year. And then when you start adding in the ease of management and the time that's freed up to then work on other initiatives with the staff that you have, you know, the value of that can be calculated in numerous ways, but it's a, it's a true value to the organization. Did the staff have any noticed the difference or was there a reaction when you did this with the staff? I guess you did, did you, or did you do it over the summer? Um, you talking about as far as like the teaching staff and yeah. the end users? Yeah. Um, they, they really don't know what's behind the scenes. What, what they see, um, the applications that we, we run are running as well or better. And they see that, um, as far as the IT staff, um, they absolutely fell in love with the whole concept, and and when they see the things you can do with it, I mean, you, you can do things like literally take a copy of a server off onto a large hard drive, and you could run it somewhere remotely in an emergency if you needed to. Uh, bring it up even on a on a, on a laptop that had virtualization software on it. I mean, just the the flexibility and the tools that are added to your toolbox are are incredible. Uh, we're, we're discussing uh, technology and how to save money with it through virtualization. If you want to call and ask us a question, the number is 1-347-989-8904, 1-347-989-8904. You can press 1 uh, to let us know that you have a question. Um, we'll have, um, uh, Victor, I guess you'll take this question, or, or uh, Ted or Dan, uh, Scott. Uh, well, I'm a small district. Uh, say I only have one building, and not that many servers. Can I save money, or can I join with another district? Uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, you know, every you know every district out there, you know, uh, large or small, uh, has uh, servers uh, in their environment. Um, you know, going over and and what we're what we're starting to see is, and and you know, I think uh, this will probably evolve over time, is um, some of the larger districts might be able to start supplying some of these smaller school districts um, with some of these technologies. So essentially, you know, the, the word, the cloud, you know, that's been spinning around out there, mm -hmm. um, you know, the larger districts essentially can, can become, you know, small clouds for uh, some of these smaller districts. So if they need uh, email or, you know, file print and things like that, 
um, they can share some of those resources that some of the larger districts have. Uh, even NJH, you know, at, at you know to that point, um, you know, Joe, I know that you guys are going to be looking into, um, you know, the possibility of some type of cloud technology. So there, there, there's room all over across the board where you know everyone would be able to take advantage of. of you know, VMware and virtualization technologies. Yeah, and for for a quick example, um, you know, one of the uh, districts that we were able to help out with server virtualization was the Boundbrook School District. We were able to take them from uh, 12, 12, you know, physical servers down to, to two physical servers. Um, they achieved, you know, pretty much a 40% savings um, over over three years, equating to around forty six thousand dollars worth of you know hardware and energy costs. So, so just a you know just a brief uh, fact there for Boundbrook. Um, districts are always trying to share things. If if I have say there's a, a high school district and with it's a regional high school district and it has four schools that send to it, four K eight districts that send to it. Could they create their own? Uh, system uh, that they sh all share? Sure. Um, I know uh, down in Howell, New Jersey, um, you know, uh, we, we weren't working directly with them, but I, I know, uh, you know, they went out uh, a few years back, uh, did a very large server refresh project, you know, went out and bought, you know, a lot of physical servers. Um, uh, this was pre, pre, you know, them going down the virtualization path. Uh, bought a lot of physical boxes. Uh, a year later, they figured out that they can uh, virtualize it, um, virtualize that that workload. You know where they only needed to technically utilize you know three or four uh, physical servers, uh, and then they were able to start building out um, you know shared services like e you know things like email and stuff like that. That you know smaller districts, you know they, they don't really have an IT staff. Uh, to support, um, they were able to, you know, achieve things like email from them. Um, so it, it, it's it's going to it's going to become more and more prevalent as as you know time moves on. Um, you know, the sharing of resources. I would imagine the question that you might get is the security. Um, uh, can I'm in District A, uh, a small district? Can I see District B's payroll or or things like that? There's built-in securities, I would assume, so that one. Yes. Yeah. In, in a virtual environment, you know, the virtual servers are, are, you know, you know, encapsulated, you know, with within, you know, so there's no, if if somebody has access, you know, if there's four virtual servers on one physical box, and somebody has access to get into virtual server one, uh, that does not grant them access just because it's they're sitting on the same machine to get into virtual server two. Uh, VMware also does have a number of uh, products out there to actually even secure those even more. Okay. Uh, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but you share your uh, technology in service with uh, the township. That's correct. Right? With the, the city of Millville here, we uh, provide technology services to them. Uh, we manage the uh, VMware infrastructure. Um, all of their servers sit within our VMware infrastructure, separate it and secure, including uh, secure servers used by the police department. Um, completely secure, completely separate from the uh, student staff at the school district. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, we've 
been doing shared services with the city of Millville since 2002. So it's been we're, we're our 10th year now. Uh, we began moving heavily towards virtualization, uh, initially piloting in 2008, pushing a little further in 2009, and then heavily in in 2010. So we're into going into our third year of uh, virtualization. We're about you know, 75% virtualized now with all of our servers. Um, there's still a few more coming up shortly. We're migrating to a new um, financial management system, which will be completely virtualized. Um, wow. Um, so actually, maybe I'm wrong, but doesn't that mean that the the taxpayers are always saving money on the municipal side too? By using exactly. The at it? So uh, I guess uh, my question will go out. Then these small districts, if, if they don't want to join with another uh, school district, could at least even do it with their municipal body. In all, in, in any case, right? Absolutely, and you know, and the state uh, interlocal services uh, vehicle um, is a great way to sign a shared service agreement and um, you know save the taxpayers money and potentially get better services by joining together. Um, I know this is relatively new. Uh, Joe, maybe you can tell me, how many districts are participating with NJ Edge right now, and what are you looking at? Sure, there's more than 12 districts. Uh, speak up, Joe. Sorry, there's more than 12 districts participating in the VMware program right now. And uh, to take the, your last point as well about the uh, shared services model, it's really NJ Edge is an abstraction of that. We are we act on behalf of members of the consortium. So, for example, we were able to get all these districts to uh, leverage that buying power, just like uh, NJSBA has done with the ACES program for the energy consumption. Here, NJ Edge is leveraging this uh, same uh, opportunity to buy what what uh, is going to, software that's going to save the districts money. Uh, buy it at even better rates than they could. Even the largest districts are saving money by joining the NJ Edge program and participating in the uh, group purchase program. Uh, how much is the cost to join? For a K-12 district, uh, general membership in NJ Edge is $1,800 per year, and that allows them to purchase off of uh, several of our, our buy-in agreements, also to participate in professional development opportunities like the VMware training that's going on next week. We have an annual conference and other events that uh, would be of interest to the, the technology people at these school districts. And uh, we also have other things like the academic Internet offering, which would allow them to purchase uh, Internet services at reduced rate through the consortium as well. Uh, uh I'm not sure who would answer is Victor or uh, Ted or Scott. Uh, what's the cost for virtualization if someone wants to go in that? Uh, does the, I guess it depends on the size of the district. Depends on the size of the district, but um, if you look at, uh, if I would say our average, um, you know, size uh, virtualization project that we do is usually, uh, from a server perspective, is a three plus one. Um, you know, servers, uh, and then essentially, you know, with VMware licensing, I mean, you're, you're you know, the, the price of admission, you know, uh, I, I want to say, you know, could be around 150 grand, you know, and that's, and that's for, you know, a, a, a decent, you know, if you took our average district size, 
uh, to really get in. Uh, and what's what's the average district size? Is that like three, four buildings, something like that? Um, our customer base, we're probably really running more, well, probably around a, a six-building district. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's a fairly big district. Uh, you no, know, and that's you know that's storage, uh, licensing, you know, installation. You know, they, uh, so the cost would be less for a smaller size district. Yeah. You know, that's right. that's based on a you know five six building district. Um. Well, you know, most of the board members uh, who might be listening to this, or even the even the administrators, were they're not virtualization and a lot of th things that you're talking about probably go over their head. I know some of it even goes over mine. What questions should they be asking if they want to improve the technology? Uh, Joe, you want to give me a, one question or anyone can jump in? I, I, I'll take this one uh, to start. You know, the, the, really the first question, you know, obviously, uh, you know, to ask, you know, from a technology perspective is one is, you know, what is your district's virtualization strategy? Uh, would be a, a good starting question. A, a good follow-up question to that is, is you know, how many physical servers do we have in our in, in our environment today? You know, and, and if you start hearing things like, you know, 15, 20, you know, 30 servers, then you you know that you're really not moving down that virtualization path, and and, and something that the district should look at. Uh, anyone else? Any other questions that they should be asking? This is Joe. I'd, I'd like to add that. Uh, a lot of districts are probably thinking about desktop virtualization. We've been mainly focusing here on server virtualization, but there's also an opportunity in the desktop virtualization area where instead of buying PCs that come off lease, uh, you can buy a thin client that lasts much longer, and the actual processing and compute and storage is managed by the within the data center in a much more secure environment. Plus, uh, desktop virtualization is a way for districts to support the you know, bring-your-own-device type of situations where people are showing up at school with iPads and they want to be able to access some course materials, things like that. Uh, desktop virtualization will also help them there. Maybe, Dan, uh, you could uh, elaborate there on what Millville is doing. Yeah, I'll jump in a little bit there. Um, we've been piloting uh, desktop virtualization with VMware Review for the past 12 months. Uh, we're now getting ready to move out of the pilot phase and into uh, you know product, production and deployment. Um, we've had good experience with it. Um, we're looking at the uh, cost savings of using the thin devices, thin client devices that last longer, uh, cost a little bit less in general than a regular PC. Um, but then also the ability to um, get a desktop remotely that shows up on an iPad, and, we've, and we're doing that right now in our pilot through the uh, through the through the uh, thin client application that is apt is there for the uh, iPad. Um, but what we're doing right now, um, we're looking at on the um, on the city of Millville side. Actually, within the next 12 months, we expect them to be about 90% thin client throughout all their offices. And uh, in the school district, we're starting with the libraries that have the, uh, you know, 10 to 20 computers in the libraries, depending on the size of the building, and then from there work out to wherever we have um, desktops. We, we have a lot of mobile devices, uh, netbooks, and laptops, um, well over a 1,000 of those out throughout our environment. So outside of those, we're definitely looking at um, converting to thin client wherever we can. Um, if you were – what advice would you give it to – it sounds like to me that – 
I know a lot of boards probably don't sit and, and talk about their uh, technology infrastructure, but it's you know we're used to doing it with the building facilities like the furnace and the heating and the cooling. It's almost that the discussion now should be let's look at our infrastructure or for lack of a better term of our technology and how we're providing this technology and how we can improve it. Is that a general thing that should be discussed more often? Uh, yeah, this is, oh, this is Dan. I'll jump in if I could just for a second there. Yeah, I think every board should start out that discussion with um, are we doing any virtualization? If not, or do we planning on it? And if, we, if we're not planning on it, why not? I think that's a like a, out of the due diligence perspective, you, should, you need to answer that question because in almost any environment, there is um, a good return on investment with very few exceptions for uh, virtualization. Would you guys agree with that statement from Dan? Absolutely. I mean, every every customer of ours, uh, from, a, from a server virtualization perspective, uh, you know, immediate ROI. Um, we've now, uh, this year, ProMedia, we are uh, uh, in, involved and engaged in uh, some, some fairly uh, large uh, VDI projects with uh, Union City, uh, the County of Sussex, uh, Keensburg School District, Mount Olive School District, um, Reddington uh, School District. So, you know, last year, uh, you know, to Dan's point, was a lot of, you know, school districts and, and municipalities just getting, you know, the whole proof of concept down. Let's let's kick the tires on this and try it out. And we've got a number of districts this year that are that are going, you know, full tilt uh, into the the desktop virtualization world. Uh, because of things like BYOD, you know, um, every well, BYOD you know, there's, there's a, BYOD stands for bring your own device. Um, okay. You know, between uh, oh, you, you your know staff what? members. Don't use acronyms. <laughs> between your staff members and, uh, you know, students, you know, having their own iPads, you know, it, it's become a, it, it, it's become a big issue for IT themselves. You know, even, even at our company, you know, you know, at ProMedia, they supply us with, with Blackberries. Well, I've got my own iPhone, my own iPhone and my own iPad, and and I and I tell my you know internal support group that hey, I want to use this. I don't want a BlackBerry, and I want to get my email on my iPad. So you know it's it's adding more and more devices into their network. So it's it's really helps with you know kind of controlling a lot of that um, within their environments. Uh, if I'm in a district and I'm I'm thinking about you know what. We have to look into this. What would be my step one? Should I reach out to Edge or should I reach out to ProMedia? How should I go about doing this if I want to at least explore the opportunity? I think uh, the the best the best route for a district to go is really you know if a board member's you know gets gets a lot out of this call today or administrator you know sync up with your IT department, see what type of infrastructure you got in place, how many servers do you guys have right now. And then, you know, with NJ Edge and ProMedia, we have the capability of coming in there and running VMware Capacity Planner tools on your current server infrastructure and really tell you what type of savings you're going to see uh, in your environment. You know, we, we can run these tools. They run for a few weeks, and then it, it will give you the, that ROI, you know, response from that tool so you can see ROI what you'll see. ROI is return on investment, I hope? Yes, it is. Okay. So it will show you the ROI of, you know, going from a physical environment 
to a virtual environment. And the the act the tool that we use to to run that is pretty cool because it actually shows you you know how many cars that's going to take off the road, how many trees you've saved, you know, in going from physical to a virtual uh, infrastructure. And Joe, I'm I'm sure you have more to add to that. Yes, absolutely. The another great opportunity here within NJ Edge, this consortium of of like likely uh, similarly situated schools, is that they can talk to each other. I know that uh, I've referred people to Dan to say, how do I get started with this? Uh, you know, where where are the gotchas? I'm actually today at Mercer County Community College where a group of the technologists from from different universities throughout the state are getting together to talk about what they've been doing, what uh, they've learned, and how they can uh, uh, take the next steps and, and how to plan for the future. Uh, Dan, um, are there is there a group of technology uh, uh, coordinators that meet on a regular basis? I know other you know, like business officials and directors of special services and other people. And do you, do you guys network with each other? Or yeah, and it's 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 interesting that you would mention that because um, in the past it's kind of been informal amongst people that are either New Jersey Edge members that come in contact with each other or that you meet through conferences, et cetera. But um, just recently, um, in the last few weeks. Myself and the other CIOs, CTOs from the various school districts in Cumberland County, where we're located. Uh, CTO well, is chief. Uh, uh, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Chief, chief, not use the, uh, the acronym. Uh, yeah. Uh, chief technology officers or chief information officers. Um, there can be a distinction, or essentially, let's refer to it as, as, as basically the same job role, depending on the organization, what they call it. But the uh, the heads of the IT um, operations in, in the county here are are starting to form together to meet on a regular basis to discuss. Um, you know, we're all in the same boat essentially with a lot of different issues and initiatives, and we're we're going to begin to to get together to discuss things like. You know, virtualization, um, how we're dealing with security, and and other aspects as well. So I, I like to see more of that happening across the state as well. And, and New Jersey Edge is one vehicle to help uh, spur some of that along. Yeah, because uh, Joe, did you mention that you have a professional development? So if if a district has someone who's in this position, they can take advantage of that. Absolutely. Uh, I direct people to the njedge.net website. That's N-J-E-D-G-E dot N-E-T. Uh, and we have there a, a listing of the upcoming events. And uh, the technology folks would, would likely be interested in a number of the events that we have upcoming. We have an annual conference uh, in Princeton every year in November and that is also a great forum, like Dan said, to, to meet others who are, you know, confronting the same issues and, and learn more about how, how they've uh, dealt with those and, and uh, what the, the pain points are. So could uh, uh, an advantage to a district, I guess, would be if, if I'm a superintendent, I'm like, well, maybe I'll go to, I'm going to say my CTO. I'm going to use the acronym because I just learned it. Um, but my chief technology officer, I, I'm joining this. I want you to go to this seminar or whatever this uh conference to bring back these ideas and to help implement them cuz it looks like it would be a beneficial to the districts if if these people met more often. Yes, I think so. We've learned that uh within the higher ed membership uh year after year and uh that's again why NJ Edge is partnered 
with the New Jersey school boards here is the, the school boards uh, has a, a similar role in supporting uh, boards where you can bring experts in or offer services to help the boards do their jobs. Well, NJ Edge does a, something similar for the technology folks within schools. And I, I should mention, I, I think, let me just finish up. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, um, uh, on our website, if you go our new fancy website, if you go to uh, the tab savings, you, you can get to NJ Edge through there. And if you want to explore that, into uh, there's a link to them. Uh, who was speaking up? Was that uh, Scott? It's Ted over at ProMedia. Yeah. yeah. So, so part of the uh, you know the mutual relationship that we have with uh, with with NJ Edge, we've been you know for the past I'd say two and a half years. Uh, doing a number of uh, educational webinar series, um, bringing in speakers from a, a lot of the, uh, the you know the, the technology manufacturers like Cisco and VMware and NetApp and EMC uh, to come in and really just give high-level overviews of, of of products, whether you know it's it's you know non-technical or technical. What's the ones and zeros, and what's the dollars and cents on this? So. Um, again, just really reinforcing the the education and, and what this technology can do for uh, you know you and your school district. Uh, Dan, if a district's going to start this, what would be your uh, recommendation? Um, I, I think definitely if you're if you're just starting out with virtualization, you need to um, get a good partner like ProMedia to work with. Um, what we like to do here in, when we're rolling out new initiatives is always get a good partner that's got good experience, try to get uh, knowledge transfer from them while we're working on the projects, and then um, continue to develop your own staff as well. Um, for instance, we have three staff members that will be going to the training that Joe mentioned next week, um, which is on VMware 5. Uh, two of those have already been trained on VMware 4, and now we're upgrading to the latest version and, and continuing to advance their skills. Um, before, when uh, you were talking, not you, Dan, but the, uh, uh, Ted, when you were talking about you could go into a district uh, and kind of show them uh, what, you know, if they want to explore this, you could tell them what, what the savings is going to be. Is there a cost to that? Uh, so, so basically, we uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out 90% of the time uh, there is no cost to the district for us to come in and assess their current environment. Um, uh, occasionally, there are there are some some costs that come into it, but for the most part, um, our whole process starts out with um, running an assessment in their environment to really look at you know what they're running, how much storage they're they're they're, they're utilizing. Um, you know how much compute, memory, all all that good stuff. We let it run in their district for about a month uh, to get us some good data, uh, and then after that, we essentially can size uh, what their virtual infrastructure would look like and really begin the process from there. All right, uh, I'm going to kind of see what what I learned here today. Uh, basically, what you're telling me uh, and the, anyone who's listening to this is that if uh, they go through virtualization, whether it's desktop or the servers. Well, with the servers, you reduce the number of servers, and similar with the desktop, you reduce energy costs, so it's greener, and you also reduce maintenance costs uh, in the long run, and you're probably more efficient with your uh, technology and your uh, with everything. Is that correct? Did I hear it right? Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, and you you know just to add to that, the the one main other feature to that is that you know it's more secure and it's more reliable as well. All right. So if a district, if if anyone has any questions on this, you go to our <coughs> excuse me our website. Uh, I said before under savings, uh, it will link you up to the uh, both Pro Media and or NJ Edge. Uh, and I, I, I would urge districts to, act, to explore this option, to look at it, because uh, you could save money. I'd like to thank my guests. Uh, I'll go through all your names quickly, because I'll be closing. Um, Dan from Millville, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Joe from uh, NJ Edge. Thank Joe Reardon, thank you. Uh, and from uh, Pro Media, we have Ted, uh, Scott, and Victor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening to uh, Conversations on New Jersey Education. I'd like to thank you for listening today. Uh, our next telecast will be uh, May 30th, and our guest will be, and I hope you can join us then, is uh, former Governor Richard Cody will be joining us uh, to discuss his views on education in New Jersey now. Uh, his experience is very extensive. He's been a former governor, a state Senate president, an assemblyman, and a senator. So I think uh, his insights will be very interesting. And once again, thank you for listening to Blog Talk Radio and Conversations on New Jersey Education.